Three, two. Welcome to episode 20 of the Ultra Wave Podcast. As always, I'm Kyle. Marlo. Bochies. And Ultra JD. And we've got a lot to get into this week. Sort of a dead week in the stock market, but I think everyone wants to start with the news with Tesla. Was it, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday, I think, Tuesday. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you've been living under a rock, Tesla announced <laughs> a 5-1 to one stock split following <laughs> Apple's 4-1 to one, uh, stock split. So with that news, I think everyone became extremely bullish because that is a bullish sign. Basically, if you don't know what a stock split is, is these companies do it um, to allow investors to be able to buy the stock uh, of the company at a more comfortable price that they might be you know, more comfortable with getting a, a lot more position in. And then it also creates a lot more liquidity within the stock because, again, they're turning one share into five now. So very bullish sign usually if... if if um, theoretically everything goes as planned, that's an extremely bullish sign. So we did see a little bit of a spike in Tesla at the start of the week, but then kind of faded, mm-hmm. kind of faded. So my question is, do we still see that move um, towards the all-time high before that August 28th date, or do you guys think it's just going to reset and then kind of kind of start all over its run? I think it will go towards that all-time high, to be honest. Yeah. If you look at Apple's doing this, this is what look what it's doing right now. Yeah, yeah. it's making like no time highs every other day. So yeah, I'm I mean, pretty sure at some point it's got to take a you know quick break. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll keep resuming until the 28th because it's the 28th, right? That's mm-hmm. or the 31st, something like that. Yeah, yeah so, 28th. So it can even happen by this week, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, very possible. I mean, it's funny you say like it's got to take a break at some point. It seemed like the market overall took a break this week. Did yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Initially, Spy tried to hit all time highs and then. I just couldn't get there. It was like 70. Really close. Yeah, kept, 70, 80 cents kept away. touching 338. Yeah. And it just couldn't get there. So a lot of like resting periods for a lot of these stocks. I don't think we really saw any. A, a crazy move where yeah. we were like, oh, damn, look, look. I mean, NVIDIA um, had a push. Yeah. And touched a new all-time high, but then. <laughs> Compared never, to before, man. Yeah, never broke. I, actually, one was that was good now that I think about it. It's a QCOM. Oh, yeah, yeah. Q-com Q-com was was one yeah. That but that was that was based off news though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the antitrust lawsuit stuff. I mean, yeah, it still looked good, yeah. um, but then the news definitely helped yeah. sort of push past that all time high again, and then they they went on another what ten dollar run or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So there was there was a couple ones to stand out, but I think the week overall was sort of Just low volume. Too. Yeah, I think a lot of it was the rotation into like retail, and then you know consumer discretion with like airlines and all that stuff because they had news early in the week too but what we saw was sort of nasdaq lagging at the start of the week monday tuesday wednesday sort of picked up a little bit thursday was the leader if i'm not mistaken friday tried to be the leader again and then everything sort of just fell off uh towards the end of the day so definitely an uneventful week overall i mean as always there's a few standouts and stuff but i don't know this week was very i guess boring is the right word I don't know if you guys would agree, but... We want to see more of a fight, man. We want to see the Bulls versus the Bears. You yeah. Know, give us some more action. Yeah, a lot of candles we look at in the daily, just... A lot of stocks that we like are just really tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not too much interesting. Other than Tesla, to be honest. I mean, yeah. that was yeah. the one standout thing. Um, at this point, it seems like every single stock is, is going to get a, a split at some yeah. point, you know? Honestly, it's weird to... This is one of those weird situations where the money hasn't like fully flowed into a sector like retail picked up a little bit consumer discretionary picked up a little bit but it's not 
it's not going hard at anything right now. Like all over the place. There was up. one they sector were, that took took yeah. the lead this week. Retail was doing better the week before. Yeah. yeah that, that's when it was really moving. Now this week we really thought, oh, pre earnings mm-hmm. run. Nothing. Yeah. Earnings so. that reported this week were all pretty and man, very yeah. man. Even yeah. the financials and airlines and all those didn't really do much this week. Too. Yeah, the banks didn't even hold up their move for yeah. the past week. So I think that it was just what Cisco that just completely ta- died. Yeah, Cisco died from their yeah, earnings, which was about it. bad. IQ I mean. under investigation, another Chinese company. Oh boy, we talked about that before. <laughs> See, yeah, that's time and time again. Maybe how many more of these Chinese companies <laughs> are going to keep <laughs> having you know false numbers and and just messing with their their reports and whatnot? Like, how many more are going to keep doing this until they're all? You know, one dollar almost delisted stocks. Like, I don't understand. Once I heard about LK man, I was like, okay, like you can't make this stuff. Up. And that, was just, <laughs> that was just straight. And IQ supposed to be like a solid. Yeah, Chinese that's what I'm saying. IQ is a well-known, yeah. established company in China. So and even kinda... there, <laughs> next is gonna be JD. Then we're gonna have Baba you know, Huya, and then Baba. Oh, and it's just gonna be a mess. <laughs> so no surprise there. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, we all know Neo. We can't trust it. I oh man, <laughs> Neo. Jeez, if that thing ends up. You know, they're falsifying reports. It's going to go right back to zero. Yeah, I'm sure they all are, to so, be honest. Uh, Trump may have a point with wanting to delist them at this point because it's, it's bad. Um, one that I think a lot of people wanted to see break out maybe after earnings, like maybe a week or two after, was Amazon. And, I mean, that thing oh, yeah. is just terrible right now. Um, probably started with Jeff Bezos selling a lot of shares. And then, I don't know, volume's not there. It's really, really lagging behind some of the fangs that are actually like taking off that were like Facebook, Apple, and it's just not doing anything. It's almost acting like Google, which is really, really weird to say. Google's usually the one that's kind of laggy, no volume. Amazon's right there with it right now. The last three weeks now, I would say, it's yeah. just not in play. And I don't know what you guys think about that because there was a point where people thought, oh, 3500 3500 maybe even four grand, and just not happening. Yeah, because right now it's pretty much where it was at, like right, like two days after its earnings. You know, mm-hmm. it's like not take. I thought it would be above thirty two hundred and moving up. I thought it would at least touch a new all time high. That's what I was thinking. Even if it wasn't straight um, after earnings, I, I figured at some point, you know, just so much positive news goes into Amazon, and it's just it's dead. It's not like it's you know just kind of hanging around. It's dead. Like yeah. I'm looking at the volume every day, and there's. Nothing there. I I did like Google this week though. I mean, it didn't make a crazy move, but mm-hmm. it's finally above fifteen hundred and holding it. Yeah. I think it did hit fifteen thirty some at one point during the week, but hmm. yeah, it's just one of those situations where just money completely flows out. Doesn't help when your CEO is dumping inside selling. Yeah, so that might have something to do with it. You know, yeah, inside selling. No one wants to get in, mm-hmm. which is weird because nobody wants to get in right now, and then nobody else wants to short it either. Yeah, no one wants to do anything. Yeah. Just leave it where that where yeah. it's at. So we, we're not getting any kind of movement there. Yeah, not until um, they announce the split. I think the last thing from this past week is probably just the retail sector picking up a little bit, starting to report more earnings and stuff. Um, what's your guys' opinion on that? We're, we're excited for SPG, but that excitement quickly faded yeah. away after that earnings. Yeah, it had a nice run the day of, like before they had reported, but I mean, again, just fading, fading away. Um, we like Walmart, we like Target, we like Costco, stuff like that, but I don't know. It's just, not too it's exciting. Just, I just feel like there's nothing around. Nothing yeah. around right now. 
Hopefully it proves I was wrong this week, though. Yeah, yeah. I think this week, hopefully. Yeah. A lot of retail this week. Yeah. Walmart, More Target. potential, I think. Yeah, yeah. Lowe's, Bo. So, we'll, we'll get into some of our favorites coming well, into the next week. One yeah. thing I do want to bring up is I feel like, I don't know, personally, I think this Friday was the first Friday that I felt like it was an actual, what they call it, a fake-out Friday. Yeah. Yeah, in a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah in a while because there was two great plays. I got caught on it. Looked great. Opening range, everything, everything you can ask for was there, mm-hmm. and then just completely tanked. Sold yeah, off. Spy just took a mean dip, and everything sort of followed. And mm-hmm. um, I think two of the ones that really got ha- well, three of the ones that really got hammered from that dip were Nvidia, Roku, and Zoom. Zoom. I mean, they mm-hmm. bo- all had great moves to the upside right out of the gate, which is what you love to see. And then just absolutely, I mean, nowhere gave back the yeah. gains and then some. Yeah. So. Very weird Friday. It wasn't even a quad witch day, which that's what makes it really yeah. surprising. I mean, I know we we see a little bit more volatility on Fridays just because of the closing and opening of new positions, stuff like that. But this is one of those where it's really bad. Yeah. Um, you're usually able to navigate through it a little bit somehow, but I mean, this one gave you no mercy. Yeah, like, you no had time to, to even. You had to be even quicker than normal. Yeah. In order to come out, you know, on top this past Friday so um, weird week uneventful week if we yeah, sound dead you can hear it in our voices <laughs> yeah, we're, not we're like yeah. we're like yeah. about what's going on it's it, it's it's part of that August you know lull kind of yeah. you usually see like a steady incline but it's kind of just boring earnings are coming down coming to an end and it's kind of just like I think it's even more this year because of the election. So we have this big event that's coming up that's really going to shake the market in either direction. Yeah. So yeah. everybody's kind of probably just waiting. Sitting on their hands waiting yeah. to see what the next big, you know. Which is bad for us because it's harder to find plays, but something we have to deal Which with. You can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, every every industry goes through this, so now it's our turn. Yeah, um, exactly. But definitely September, October, November will probably be insane. So yeah, I guess this least. is a nice rest um, that we can we can deal with for two more weeks, and yeah. I don't think we're ever gonna get a week of rest after that. And I think it's gonna be eventful, pretty much for the rest of the year after this. So, um, yeah. But in, hi- in hindsight, though, we kind of had a crazy year already. You know, so maybe it's nice to have a little bit of rest. You know, we had. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, June and July were extremely eventful which isn't always the case either yeah. so i guess that's Very kind true. of it's kind of making up for for those two months and yeah. these these the rest of august so I, I can live with that i guess but this week was kind of just boring yeah. boring to say the least definitely we haven't had a week like that in a long time and i think it's all hitting us that shit we have it's depressing man. yeah <laughs> it is it, it really is because yeah. it, it's been so long since it's kind of been nothing to talk about there's always been something yeah and i used to have not too much yeah. action. Yeah. So, um, that's your weekly recap. <laughs> that's your <laughs> weekly recap. Yeah. If Short you, and sweet. Uh, yeah. If you missed, I don't know anything. This would have been the week to miss. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You didn't miss. It would have been a good week to take a vacation. Yeah. Honestly, uh, uh, we made the joke that I'm already ready for another vacation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of. We need something to come. Yeah, and I think it will. I definitely think it will. Um, whether. The outcome is good or bad yeah. for whoever's opinion on the election. I think, I think we're gonna see some some wild wild stuff to end the year, and then yeah. 
probably going to have a big bang to start the new year. So Hopefully back to normal next year with everything. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, with everything. I, I don't know. I, being optimistic, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So I think this week is a good time to bring up uh, trading psychology, especially in a slow week like this where I think psychology is even more important on a week where it's harder to find plays. Because now you have room to think for think more, if that makes sense. Um, when you're trading, you almost don't want to think too much. It's it's a weird balance. You want to have your trading plan, but you also don't want to overthink it because yeah. then you end up missing moves and just doing dumb stuff. So yeah, you um, usually want to go with your instinct. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Instinct. Exactly. No, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I think it's so easy. Especially for me, having a just piss poor start to August, hey. where your trading psychology completely gets gets messed up. So, kind of wanted to talk about that because that's definitely something you battle with as a newbie. Um, just going over like day trading psychology, and then also what battles we have to face every day mm-hmm. um, as a momentum trader specifically. Um, besides the fact that we have people basically saying don't be a day trader and don't mm-hmm. be a momentum trader so combating that with with all the all the challenges and all the battles we have to face what do you guys think um is is most important as far as your your trading psychology each and every day each and every morning um i think uh probably the most important is coming in every day as fresh as possible you know try not to be um like lay your past winner or loser really affect you that morning because mm-hmm. um, that's when you let either greed self-doubt fear or even just um, being overconfident I mm-hmm. think that's also a negative um, aspect of training psychology that you can wake up in the morning and just say I'm so good whatever mm-hmm. I take right now is going to make me a million dollars <laughs> yeah so I would say that's definitely very very important yeah I agree with that one thing I want to bring up is like sticking to your plan like your main plan, even if you have to like readjust a few things, because one example for me is I rather cut a position, knowing I follow my plan. The next day I wake up like not worrying about it, you know, like okay, I follow my plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That position I, I lost. I, I let it bad, go. I let it go. Okay, on to the next day. Yeah. Rather than not following my strict plan, stop loss, letting that position just keep going, going, kill me. Wake up the next day already like, man, I'm in this position already down. <laughs> yeah. You're already going with like a bad like attitude or mentality of like, damn, I'm down in this position. Like, yeah. it, can, it can mess you up. Because that happened to me this week. I, Friday, I lost, but I didn't lose too bad. Follow my stop loss, boom. All right, I'm already over Done. it. Yeah. yeah. But then I also got stuck in a trade for not following my plan. And I'm kind of dealing dealing with it right now. Although I still think it's not like, it's not too bad. But now I'm still have something to still keep dealing with every single day. Yeah. yeah. Every day waking up, seeing it in my positions, it's still there. It kind of messes up your psyche you. yeah. coming into the morning because you're already like, oh, it's a big red position, yeah. and then I gotta try to trade a new position while watching that, that one. Yeah. So it's exactly. it's, it's I think that's a extremely underrated factor. Um, waking up every morning to momentum trade is if you don't have that clean slate and it's a bad position and you it's not a bad position and that's red a red yeah. position doesn't mean it's a bad position yeah. but when it's a bad position because you know like you messed up you didn't follow your it plan and now you're stuck out. with it yeah, yeah. yeah. that's you know, and the worst part too is like when you are completely aware of it you're like okay I'm not gonna do it and you know yeah, you, and, you you, still and then do you do it, it and yeah. you lose and you're like okay like why did I do that I literally told myself not to yeah. and here I am in the position that I told myself I don't want to be in yeah 
I think that's that's a huge huge factor is is your plan people forget that your plan should involve some sort of like loss prevention yeah. um you should be prepared to lose a certain amount um and I think people only look at the upside so they only look at the green portion of their plan yeah well it's exactly. like how much are you willing to lose for this trade because you can have a day like Friday where it goes according to the plan for a moment and then it's uh, things out of your control happen and now you're red and you yeah. gotta be able to get out so I think people forget that too and that's a big part like of your trading psychology is having that clean slate having a, a, a plan you're confident in and then if the things are lining up like you have criteria for every play that you like to take for your strategy if they're lining up and you're confident like take it with conviction don't take it you know thinking oh i'm gonna be wrong anyway like if you if if all the criteria is lining up and you have like all signals go like you know let's go play it with conviction that'll help with a lot of you know that self-doubt and it'll get rid of that greed because it's going according to plan so now Mm -hmm. there's no well let me let me let it keep going when nope i'm getting out here like that's my plan whether it keeps going to the moon or not i traded my plan and I would say one thing too, like adding to that is, especially if we're talking about for beginners and trading psychology is, if you stick to your plan, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I, I want to win 100% of the time. All you need to do is win 51% of the time, you know, more than half. If you, you don't have to win every single one as long as your wins outweigh your losses, you know. Exactly. And and the more, if you're sticking to your plan throughout all those wins and losses, obviously your probability of winning is going to be even more, you know, all the signals are there, you're sticking to your mm-hmm. plan, you're adhering to your stop loss. We'll win in the long run, but just a matter of you know taking the position, sticking to your plan. Yeah, with proper risk management, you should be able to win less than half the time mm-hmm. and still be a profitable yeah, trader definitely. because your losses are so small and your wins are so big based on the proper risk management that it doesn't matter how often you're right. It just matters that whenever I'm right, long it's your, your such a good to, trade. Yeah, Your risk to reward is good. I know most people say two to one right mm-hmm. yeah. but I feel like you gotta look for a three to one yeah. to be honest and yeah. to give you that little breathing room if it does end up turning to a two to one and, two to one mm-hmm. and it's really important for people that trade options to understand that because a lot of them is like they don't want to lose but you have to lose in order to win yeah. if you don't accept that then you're never going to be able to trade properly mm-hmm. and so the best way to lose is to mitigate those losses based on your account yeah. and so you should have you know parameters set that protect your account at all times so that way you're not worried about losing because it's not really going to make or break my account on this loss. Exactly. If you have to, we said it like a couple weeks ago, if you have to trade like Superman to just to be profitable, you're you're yeah. trading wrong. Yeah, if you're stressing out every day, oh, mm-hmm. before you even start, you know, then that's the problem, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for all of that. Yeah. Like so, we said simplify it. Don't make it more than what it needs to be. Yeah, and that's trader psychology. So what about market psychology? Basically, the buyers and sellers. How does understanding that tie into being a better trader? Any thoughts? You mean, you said market psychology? Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, understanding what's going on overall in the market? Yep. And even for a specific, like, position. Let's say you've, right before market open, you've got your plan set up on a specific stock. How do you take into account also what the buyers and sellers are thinking in order to execute that plan? Right. Um, I mean, for example, let's just use Tesla for 
for example, on, on Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. They reported, or they told, they said about the fighter one split on Tuesday, right? Yep. So going into Wednesday, it was obviously bullish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now if you guys watched it on Wednesday, at the open, it kind of just lagged, didn't do too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a while to really take off. Um, then it kind of reversed at some point in the day. And if you had enough patience to wait during that point, is when all the buyers finally stepped in, mm-hmm. right? So in my opinion, when something like a fighter wants to split, or just in general, when you're very bullish on a stock, there are two things that can happen, right? Um, well, there's three things, but if you're right in your thesis, which is that it's bullish, two things can happen. Either we have a dip at the open, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have that huge reverse, or you just have an insane like opening range breakout the open. Those mm-hmm. are the two things that can happen. If you are correct in your stance that it's going to be very bullish, it's going to be a big day. And so thinking that way, if at the open, you know that you can kind of wait, okay, it's not doing anything right now, it's not doing anything, I just have to be patient, I have to keep waiting, keep waiting, keep waiting, mm-hmm. until the volume comes in, until the interest comes in, and here we go. And I think that has more to do with market psychology rather than just looking at charts, right? Yep. Knowing that coming into today, Tesla's very bullish, so I just keep being patient, keep being patient until people step in and start buying. Yeah. Because it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, my theory is... Like with market psychology, if your pre-market is extremely bullish on a stock, you got to treat all these dips in its simplest terms as buying opportunities. So when I'm, you know, bullish on a stock in pre-market, I look for key areas of support where buyers might want to purchase this stock. That's how you have to think as a momentum trader. Like where are the buyers going to step in? Where would sellers step in on the upside? Yeah. That's that's how you have to think. Same thing when a stock is extremely bearish in the pre-market. Um, it just doesn't always happen. Sometimes you do get a short squeeze. But for the most part, on extremely bearish stocks in the pre-market, those shorts have to cover. Like These guys got to get out and take profit. Yeah. And what happens when short sellers take profit? If buy. you're a beginner, they have to buy the stock. Which what happens when it. people buy the stock? Yeah. goes up. So those spikes are seen as selling opportunities. Yeah. So you want it to spike to a significant level where, okay, where would the sellers who didn't get in overnight get in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you have to think. Um, in the simplest terms, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes, again, you get short squeezes right out of the open, yeah. take off, and you know it's just a fluke. Um, but that's rare. For the most part, on these big dips, either direction, you look for the retracements as spots to continue the move. Yeah. So I think a lot of people overthink that. Um, in the in simplest terms, there's obviously caveats to this, and you know, stock market's always different on each scenario. But and simplest terms. So to, to add to like their market, their market psychology to how co- uh, shorts cover, mm-hmm. um, the buyers do the same thing on a long stock, right? Mm-hmm. For, so for example, if someone gets in a position at the open or when whenever it was, right? Mm-hmm. At some point, they have to sell for profit, right? Yep. And what are the Really good traders um, disguise their selling or disguise their buying as selling. Mm-hmm. So when they start to see the stock kind of weak, they start to sell it only to buy back in yeah. on that same stock they were already in and took profits on. Yeah. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that typically happens in a stock that's very strong, whether that's Apple or Amazon, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. I, there's a million examples, but if you get in a position at the open, some t- at some point you have to take profit. And when you take profit, you know it's going to come down. So what do you do? Yeah. You start selling stock, right? For a short term, only to buy back in and cover mm-hmm. on the way back up again. Yep. 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 You see what I mean? So that's just part of my market psychology. Not to mention, um, 
another thing is buying the right stocks in a bullish market right so if it's a bullish market and certain stocks that should be acting a certain way aren't you stay away from those because mm-hmm. obviously no one cares about their stocks enough to even buy them they're called lag a lot of people I, I see it on the news that they'll talk about laggers oh these laggers will at some point come back the lag is for a reason yeah and no one wants them Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So why would you be keep wait? Why would you wait on an HD or shut up CV <laughs> or um, Target? Whoever might be lagging. Not yeah. saying they are, but when there's yeah, opportunities, when you available. have Tesla, Apple, Amazon, the real front runners, and you say, oh, you know what? The laggers like, and I'll use the chip sector because it always happens in the chip sector. Mm-hmm. Whether that's Intel, MU, um, Zlinks, um, LRCX, LRCX. So one of there's always a lagger, and there's always clear frontrunners right mm-hmm. uh, last year at some point MU was a huge frontrunner yep right it was MU and probably NVIDIA mm-hmm. then this year has been very clear AMD and NVIDIA yep right LRCX has had its moments as well mm-hmm. but it's clear what are the laggers MU. why wait for that one moment on LRCX when you could just keep playing what's hot exactly yeah. so and I think that's part of market psychology um, you yourself knowing that okay if the market is not interested in these stocks that should be going up in a bullish market, mm-hmm. then I'll just stay away from them. Yeah. And Zoom does this sometimes too. It does, yeah. Um, very bullish, but it's like dying. Mm-hmm. And you can make money on it going down, but why you know, wait around for that when there's better opportunities on a decent bullish yeah. stock? Like, you know. Um, th- that's that's a pretty big thing for me. That's, a, that's I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because a lot of people will. There's nothing wrong with it. If you're making money, you're making money. But yeah. I'll see like, stocks that are extremely hot and then people are like looking at stuff that it's kind of like why yeah why are you looking at this yeah I don't get it especially so. I, I we haven't seen it we've seen it on a chat before too mm-hmm. where we're mentioning certain stocks and we're mentioning them for a reason and they'll kind of mention a stock that what about this one i'm looking like uh, why are you even looking at this yeah right now? Like, exactly that's the reason why i can name you four different stocks that you should be looking at right now that are much much better and are less risk because there's more volume so it's more likely to do yeah. what you're looking for. And that's literally the reason. Again, if they make money on it, that's great. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's, so people look to Twitter sometimes for like stock picks, which mm-hmm. isn't great. But the only thing that I think you can take away from that is that it's clear interest in a certain stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What does that mean? You're all buying in. Yep. Right. So essentially, why would you be looking at... Um, I don't. I don't even know what's the. Let's just say Walmart, right? When no one's interested in Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then everyone's looking at AMD. Mm-hmm. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? So, again, but like you said, if they make money on it, that's great. But at the same time, I, I think you have to be aware of what's really leading the market, rather than looking for a thirty cent move on. Yeah, it's so unnecessary so. risk, um, in my opinion. That's why when I see stocks that don't have a ton of volume that do have a big day in some direction, yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, wow, this actually had a big day. But then I'm kind of like, well, there was no volume on it anyway. So, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. That's kind of like this week, too. Like, you know, you're saying don't worry about the laggers. Worry about the ones that are, you know, that are going to make it on the watch list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this week I was telling Kyle, that I can't even find something to put on the watch list because nothing really was even that great, you know. Yeah. So. And, I mean, the, it's, it's there for a reason. It's, you know, I could put any and everything that I – scan the night before on the watches but i don't because in the pre-market there's no money flowing into them that's why they don't make it on my list so um if it doesn't make on the list that's a reason yeah it's not because i don't like it it's because it's not really in play for me right now i'm, I'm trying to give members like 
yeah. high probability plays because I want them to make money and I don't want them to be an unnecessary risk. So why, you know, if if I was looking at Wayfair the night before because it looks good, which it might, but in the morning if I wake up and it has 500 volume in the pre-market, <laughs> why would I put my members at risk yeah. to buy into a contract that they're not going to be able to sell? And we Even know. if it does work out. Yeah. They probably wouldn't even get filled. Exactly. Yeah. So why waste my time with that? Why not give them plays where they can actually execute and like be able to you know, form some sort of plan and stuff like that. And so. we already know there's limited screen space, so you need to have you know, exactly. the top of the line named on there because you know you take it off for one second and makes mm-hmm. them the move, move you're looking for. And even then... I'm think I already watched like four to five at a time. Even I'm thinking about lowering that number to be able to focus on real favorites, maybe like yeah. two or three, so I can really, really focus in oh, on these no, favorites yeah. and not miss you know good entries and stuff like that because you end up watching a bunch of fluff and then That's... now you're missing an entry on. And that's no. kind of what happened to me on Tesla on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I caught it on Thursday, but on Wednesday, when I knew it was going to be the bigger move, I just got impatient. Yeah. I just kept waiting. I said, you know what? I'm going to just take it off my screen for a second. And the second I did, I looked back, and I kind of missed where I usually like to get into, so I just kind of let it go. Yeah. But um, what's it called? That's what happened to me on Friday with NVIDIA. Yeah, NVIDIA was my favorite, and I still got caught up with some other, you know, I was yeah. like... This one looks kind of good. <laughs> yeah, so what happens is... When you're watching too many things at once, entries that are supposed to be entries don't look as appealing because you're seeing something else take off. Well, you NVIDIA, get that one. When NVIDIA is pulling back to your perfect entry, but it's not taking off, so it doesn't look as appealing as the one that's already taken off yeah. that you'd be chasing. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what ends up happening. So that's you, what happened to me on NVIDIA. It was pulling back to my entry, but I didn't see it as an entry. I saw it as, oh, it's kind of lagging right now. I look at Tesla. It's going. Yeah. Yeah. You, know you want to I mean? be in the move at the top exactly. of that exact moment. When in reality, it's like, no, this is your entry right now. It's pulling back to yeah. your entry. Again, so, market psychology. Not being, yep. Also switching through too many stocks and not being focused on the ones that... That's why I like to also not put a star, but like an asterisk next to the ones. That, okay, these are the focus ones. Mm-hmm. I can interchange between yeah. these, but these I must keep on my screen, must keep watching. Something's going to happen at some point. Yeah. But um, to get back to market psychology just a little bit too, or just how like the market works in general, is that people add to positions that are going well and cut positions that aren't, mm-hmm. right? So when you see a stock like whether it's Square or AMD have a big day and people put on new positions, usually people add lots, right? Yeah. So share traders add lots as they go. Mm-hmm. So one, the first day they'll add, let's, let's say they'll start with 100 lots and they'll be up 3%. Okay, next day, I'll add another 100 lots. Okay, next day, I'll add another 100. See what I'm, see what yeah. I'm saying? So like, they'll, then they'll be full like full sized in mm-hmm. or they'll be half sized in. Like, you don't know at what point these share traders are at in their position sizing because mm-hmm. they usually don't just take on full position. Oh, boy, just, I'm a 1,000 lots now like in one day. No. I add as I go, mm-hmm. not positioning, right? So as thinking as we're um, options traders, right? When we see certain stocks make those moves, you can expect that, okay, they're going to keep coming in. Today, now another day. Mm-hmm. Might have a rest day, right? Then another day. Here we go again. But people, that, so that's why I think you don't take these certain stocks off your screen that quickly because people are going to continue to size in, mm-hmm. size in, size in, which continues to just pump the stock. And then people cut losers very quickly. Yeah. Right? Like, whether that's institutional traders or big-time traders, they cut them real quick. Yeah. The second it goes red, all right, we're done. Yep. So, I think those are two things that have to keep in mind. Whether That's why we also say not to keep losing positions, right? When it doesn't look good, when you, you have your stop for a reason, just cut it. Yeah. And, and that's why you let your runners go sake, a little bit. For goodness sake, size in. You know, don't, don't put all your eggs in one. Yeah. Don't show you. You wouldn't show your whole hand, like, if you're playing poker with your friends or whatever. 
Why? Why do that in the stock market too? Why go all in when you don't need to yet? Yeah. Why not size in first? You're going all in before they even do the... Yeah, like go... <laughs> exactly. Before your cards are even dealt, you're going all in. No, why not size in, see if... Test the waters. Okay, this is... It's acting how I thought it was going to act according to my plan. Now I'm all in. Or now I'm, you know, yeah. a little bit more. Whatever the case. Like, um, I'm glad you brought up, like, institutional and, and big-time traders because... These guys aren't buying into a wave or or um, selling, you know, into a downtrend. They're actually doing the opposite. They buy if they're bearish on a stock, they're selling as it's going up, and then riding that wave down whenever it comes. Same thing on buying. They're buying on the way down. Why? Because their positions are so large. If they bought on the way up, there's no freaking way they're gonna get their position. No way at all. So what they do is they buy their sizes as it's going down when they're bullish on a stock. Why? Because it's easier to get in and yeah. people won't be able to see them, you know, pumping up position. Yeah, that's where all the distribution happens. Yep. So if they really wanted to get in into a huge position into a certain stock, when the supply is there is when they can really gobble it up, like you yep. said, and no one's going to really suspect anything. Mm -hmm. Rather than on the way up, it's really hard to get it because it's moving so well and then everyone sees that you're putting on these huge, huge large orders so everyone else is going to get in which would make it harder for you. So, And that's why market psychology is so important because it really dumbs down that concept where if you're extremely bullish in the pre-market, watch for those dips. That's but, a buying opportunity. But even at that point when we're Most talking about time. institutional traders, I mean, they have dark pools. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point, it is harder, for, at least for us, yeah. it's going to be harder for us retail traders to really de detect that. Um, you can see it in some ways, but it, it is much more difficult. Yeah. But um, there are ways that these institutions have to essentially hide. Because there are lit dark pools and there are dark dark pools, right? Mm -hmm. Lit ones you can see, dark pools obviously you just can't at all. Yeah. Um, so most of these big institutional places are exchanging or buying and selling stocks on dark pools and essentially make it impossible for us to see them. Yeah. So we'll actually never know until the move it happens. happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. again... But, but there are people who buy it on a normal exchange where we do see it. Mm -hmm. So there are telltale signs around there. It's just harder. Yeah, you know? definitely. So They're good at disguising it. Yeah. And that that's I'm glad you, you said that too because a lot of times these guys are so far ahead um, that when you see something that looks a little off, it's most likely like the newbies who are doing it. So like Tesla, for example, huge day, like the day before, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at the pre-market, gaps up again, um, and you're like, ah, it's got to rest at some point, right? It will. It might not be, you know, when you think it is, but at some point it will. So what normally happens the day, have you guys noticed this? What happens the day after like a stock has a huge run and it gaps up? What happens right at the open? A huge yeah. spike, right? Okay. Who is that? Who's doing that huge spike? Oh, All the traders. newbies that yeah. missed it okay. the day before. Yeah. So, and what what's what are the big guys doing? They're getting ready to. Sell. They have to sell that yeah. position. Yeah. They if there was no sell off on that huge day the day before, these guys haven't taken profit yet. Yeah. They're going to. But see, and that's I think that's where the experienced traders come mm -hmm. in is that they sell to you like you said that next day or whenever it might be. Yeah. Just the next the day that you know the interest is so high and it's mm -hmm. getting too good and they say oh here you go take it. Yep. Yeah, here, here you go. It, you know what I mean? So at the very end. Um, it's not here you go. 
you know, if you're getting it that easy, the next, like, you already missed the, the major one, yeah. and it's like, here you go. It's not, oh, thanks. It's like, oh, crap. Exactly. Oh, and crap. see that, again, that's where, the, like, these, they're so good. They, they, they can disguise distribution as buying and di- um, disguise out. buying as distribution. You know what I mean? Like, yep. they're that good. Yeah. That's how they... Yeah, I know we all look at charts technicals. Mm-hmm. You know, we, they look at charts technicals and they say, oh, here's the selling, here's the red, here's the green. Yep. But the really good ones, right? The ones who are really, really good at this can disguise it so well, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know that all that buying at the top of Tesla? Yeah. That's all selling. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. That's all selling. So, and same thing at the very bottom. All that selling at the bottom, that's all buying. Yeah. That's where... With the really good ones. Now uh, we're talking reverse psychology. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of are. Again, yeah. that's what we get into the very... And it might not make sense of me t- saying it now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm just, um, you know, describing it that well, but that's really how it works, right? And to your point that you said when something feels kind of off, um, for example, we just recently came to Warren Buffett saying that they could positions in Bank of America and Chase, right? Mm-hmm. And added or bought a bunch of gold. Am I correct? Yep. What has JP Morgan Chase and Bank of America done over the past three months? Nothing. Yeah. Something fell off, right, in the financials in general, Mm -hmm. because they did nothing. That's, in my opinion. Until last week, yeah. Until, yeah. Yeah. Now we're seeing it. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. But gold on the hand. And then gold on the other hand, right? What have we seen over the past two to three months? Crazy bullish. Absolutely new highs. Mm -hmm. And guess who's there? Warren Buffett. You see what I mean? So, like you said, when something feels off, something feels different, something's, mm-hmm. hey, something's going on here, I can almost guarantee you that someone is either trying to corner that market or someone's really trying to, people on the inside already know, mm-hmm. so here it goes. And then we only get the news after the fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know they didn't sell the entire position to these banks, but they cut a lot of it for a reason. So, and then where they, they added positions in gold, and here we go, gold is everywhere. Yep. That's, it's interesting um because chances are if you have someone who's not like you someone you know who's not that into the stock market and they're giving you like well do you think i should go you know long on gold or long on this get your puts ready yeah yeah because once they're talking about it it's already too late it's already too late same thing with like kodak same thing whoa did you get in i'm gonna get in remember same thing yep did you get in i'm gonna get in too late it's already too late Go yeah, the that was at Nikola, huh? It went to like yep. 100, right? No, nah, it went to like 80 something or 90 it, it, something. It, it, it almost kissed 100. Yeah. And so, that's when everyone was like, back down to like I'm, that, I'm in. Isn't that like the plumber trade theory or something? Like where when your plumber or the shoe shine guy starts telling you, hey, I'm giving you stock tips, that's yep. when it's your, oh, I'm out. You yep. know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, it's felt like that for the past three, four months. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. everyone and their mom has, tra- has been trading for the past three months. Yeah. Uh, that could be for a lot of factors, not to mention we've been stuck inside, but mm-hmm. um, it does seem like more and more we're seeing everyone trade. Everyone and more interested. Well, oh, for sure. Yeah. Don't even I mean, get me started on that. It's been an interesting year so far. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's funny you bring up scammers because yeah. we just saw something. Absolutely ridiculous yesterday. Absolutely ridiculous. Give it to him, Kyle. So, a lot of you, as new traders, probably know about paper trading and like paper trading accounts. How the you know think or swim paper trading account works. Weeble. We've discussed it a lot. E trade. Yeah, whatever you use. So, 
does anyone want to tell me why a, a self-proclaimed stock trading millionaire can't tell the difference between a real account and a paper account? Does that make sense to anyone? No. That's like no. the ABCs of the platform. That's like the first trading. thing you learn. Wasn't his comment saying that, um, as far as I know, you can't have a margin paper trading account, this and that. I mean, <laughs> where do they get these people? Where do they find these people who have the balls to become scammers who almost have like no wits about them? The worst part is like when you literally get caught in a scam and then you try to like double down. Yeah, you double yeah. you double down and then you just make yourself look worse, but you don't realize it. Like and how, I don't how think foolish can you be? It. Yeah, I I genuinely don't think he realizes how stupid he he's. Is. Like, I'm looking good right here, defending myself. Yeah, just the same guy who didn't know how to read a candle. Yeah, like didn't know. As if that even needed to be explained. The same guy that used business days and yeah, same verified guy profit. Verified on TraderView and <laughs> he turned, um, what was it, a thousand dollars into one million? Into a million dollars and yes. hundred oh in hundred nine business. But you fought the verified part. Oh, and I. So for those of you who don't know what TraderView is, I, I finally figured out what it is. Really? So what yeah. you can do is yeah. you can put your own. It's like Yahoo Finance. You kind of you can plug in your own portfolio. statements. Yeah. Into this trader view, and it basically gives its statistics based on the statements you've given. Yeah. So, so it's, it's if you're thinking, well, that is why isn't that legit? So That's it's user legit. generated. It's not. It's yeah. User generated. Now you can use it the right way and actually put. I can like upload my thinker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, P and L, my actual real statements, and it will give you like my statistics, yeah. like but, my but, accuracy, you know, things like that. But the problem is, is that anyone who's yeah. even somewhat decent at hacking. Can easily make verified profits look real that aren't real. Yeah. So that's my issue with TraderView is that it's it's so easy for a sleazeball yeah. to figure out how they can manipulate their statements into looking legit. If it was a site where that you, you know you can't do anything to change like what the, the mm-hmm. what it's representing, then it, well, the only way to do that exist. is their actual broker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That site does not. And they're not exist. and they're not doing that. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's yeah. why that it wouldn't make does sense. Not exist. Yeah, it's it's unnecessary for anyone who actually is you know doing the things that they're just claiming open your TD and show your profit on there. Exactly, show open your, your statements balance. and you know whatever. So now I'm a big believer in like. Do you owe anyone your statement? No, no, you don't. You don't. It, it is at the end of the day the the customer's discretion whether or not they want to buy your but if, service. But if you're making outlandish claims, yeah. that's yeah. when it gets okay. Like you know. Yeah, if you're claiming that your stuff is verified and you're giving these verified statements, but you're not doing it through your actual broker, yeah. something again, yeah. something's not right. It's different if you just said, "Yeah, man, I had a good week. I made a couple thousand on Tesla." It's different when you say, "I turned five hundred dollars into two million. Like. Yeah, Come exactly. On, really? Even that we'll though, see. if you're saying I turn five hundred dollars into a million, then I want to see that. Or if you're saying a, no. one of your brand new we'll beginners. See, my my thing is, you can say that if you like. Mm-hmm. I actually don't care if you say that. My thing is, if you're selling people stuff based, based on advertisement, that, yeah. yeah, that's because I think anyone on Twitter can say that. That's cool. You can say yeah. that, but if you're selling stuff based off the fact that, oh, because I made this amount, you should buy my stuff that's and true. you should listen mm-hmm. to me. That's where I have a problem where. I start to look at it like, okay, well, if that is true, I'd like to see some type of proof because yeah. that sounds like impossible. Yeah, and, and, and you've guys have heard we've never once claimed about these making outlandish claims because they're not real. They're not real. And we've even stated it like explicitly. We don't even want to post about how much they're making. We want to post how much they're learning. Yeah, and that's, you know, all these people are posting. Oh, you'll make this much money. You'll make this much money. That's obviously a red flag right from the get go. Because yeah. the reality is, and. <laughs> 
I shouldn't even be saying this as someone who owns like a, a thing. The reality is, is most of you are going to lose money. Most of you will lose money doing this. That's just a fact. But you can learn and become profitable over time, over a couple of years. Yeah. That's what, you know. But it's because all these, so all of them kind of, the first go-to line is that it's easy. Yep. You know, it's doable. Copy and it's paste. Easy yep. I mean, it's Bulletproof strategy. Never yeah, lost. Yeah. See, those, I think, are the ones that you have to really stay away from. Mm-hmm. And that you have to be mindful of that maybe they don't have your best interests at heart because that's just not true. And again, it, this takes years and years and years and years to really yep. take that. I mean, you just heard me trying to explain to you that buying is selling, selling is buying. Yep. Does that even make sense? To, I'm, I'm sure half the people just heard that. <laughs> like, Probably what, clicked off by yeah, then. Yeah, or, or like, what the hell does that even mean? Yeah. Like, this guy's full of shit at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But to us, that makes sense. Yeah. You guys will get what I'm saying. So, again, it's very, very hard. So, anyone try to advertise to you that it's just going to... You, you'll do it in six months or in a year or whatever. The one that gets me um, is the ones that say, like, I just made $5,000 today on a limited risk strategy. How the... So, do you guys, if for those of you who aren't as familiar with the stock market as we are, how much capital would it take to make $5,000 on least, one trade? At least, probably. How much do you think you'd have to put in like for a, a moment? Okay, keep in mind, this is a momentum trade, not a swing trade, where a swing trade you can 100%, 200%. We're talking momentum. A morning momentum trade, how much capital would you I'll say realistically, minimum. on average, have to use to get $5,000? On that trade, on that one trade, for a momentum that's supposed to last a couple minutes. Oh, a minimum like, fifteen to twenty k, probably. Nah, like I say, like thirty five. Five 40. grand, five grand profit. I say like oh, forty grand. Thirty grand up. Yeah, I'll say it also depends on stock, because if it's Tesla or Amazon. Yeah. Which those are the ones most likely to yeah, give you. It, okay, yeah. I would say like fifteen. If you had fifteen k, you would get lucky on a shop or Tesla. But yeah. and realistically, you on need Amazon 30K. and Tesla, I think the only only two exceptions where you can buy out the money options, and it can like explode yeah and then you can get that mm-hmm. but, but the if we're talking about, if we're talking facebook about, apple we're, oh, okay. I'm talking, if we're talking about square facebook apple spy even and you know what's funny if you look at these <laughs> you need? if you look at these guys that claim that they yeah. never trade those stocks no i know it's mm-hmm. never those if you notice they trade the they trade the abcd i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah cap yeah. penny it's weird because they always stuff trade I've never heard of stuff i've never heard of yeah like it'll, it'll be uh, and most of them are like a dollar stock. Yep, yeah. dollar stock. with no volume. Well, what they're doing stock. is they're taking like fifty thousand shares and and see that's getting ten cent moves and yeah. that's five thousand dollars. Like you know, so it's yeah. See, but like, to to your point, right? It would take a lot of capital. So okay, so are we talking shares? Or are we talking options? Well, they're claiming well, he shares does options. Shares would be even more than so. Because look, I've, so I've seen the shares one, right? Yeah. And I think with shares, you for sure need. Anywhere from thirty to fifty k. Oh to man, do like, for five grand. Uh, you probably need a couple hundred grand for. No, shares. yeah, you're definitely on a margin account at that point. But with see, that's probably a, like, yeah. And to Boji's point, they're usually trading these weird stocks. Yep. So I'm actually giving you the benefit of the doubt that you're trading square on a four or five point move a day. Yeah. Or a seven point move, which, again, yeah. it takes a lot of capital <laughs> with shares, right? Yeah. And even with, even with options, right? So if you're mm-hmm. trading these larger companies even their options are more expensive mm-hmm. but like you said they're always trading some weird stock that no one's ever heard of yeah it'll be xvdd yeah and that technically is more risk because that means there's no pretty much no volume no, no one's even well see at. the thing is that there is volume but it's all their followers who are yeah that's what i'm saying right so they're at buying moment. in yep. they're buying in beforehand mm-hmm. and then Dumping when the time comes followers. yeah they go oh so and so looks good mm-hmm. it's gonna rocket seven cool we'll all buy it 
he sells it to you guys. Like it pumps for like 10 seconds. And there's also the new age pump where they really disguise it by claiming that they're calling it the same time as they're oh, getting yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. When in reality, they got in just before they called it out. Yeah. So they pump it to their followers and they get in and that's how they... So they're not necessarily selling it to yeah. their followers, but what they're doing is they're using their fan base to, to pump, really pump it. it. And then they also... While they exactly. pump it more than... Exactly. Exactly. So kind of like deceitful in their actions. Yeah, exactly. So it's not necessarily a dump, but it is a pump for sure. So, so at, at, they're putting their interest before when mm-hmm. they, it should be on the same level for their members. Exactly, exactly. So and what and what do we do? We call it out most it's, of the time yeah, before. As soon as we can. That's why there's a morning watch list. So it gives yeah, yeah. you just as good as an opportunity as me in the pre market to figure out your plan and what you want to do yeah. to trade that stock, and you know I'll call it out. You know, if I if I'm really confident yeah, to play, yeah. but sometimes it moves on too time, quick anyway, so you yeah. can. But you know, if, if there's time, you know. But you don't see us if it's too quick for us to call it out. You don't see us calling it out anyway because why would I do that? Yeah, yeah. it's not a good risk. By, yeah, by that point, by the time you would get out, yeah. and then they would get in. It's, it's a mess. Lost by that point. So, just guys, oh my goodness, Fintwit is terribly bad. Yeah. I mean, terribly bad. I mean, this so, guy's testimonial was. A retweet or a screenshot of his member saying, "I watched the course six times." And Turn twenty five thousand into, into like yeah two hundred fifty thousand when it literally shows a margin account. Yeah, margin no, no, not paper. a margin account, a paper trade. A paper account. trade. Yeah, and then yeah, it's, it, you, and then yeah, if it's you know you know the stuff that <laughs> you can tell it's a paper trade account. Yeah, and he's trying to say that I know when you're on margin, you can have a paper trade account from a stock trading millionaire who doesn't know this. How is that possible? Which is the platform that you're using. Like, come on. How is this possible? I don't understand it. <laughs> is this I the really, one you're using? Really don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. So how do you not know? Dude. That makes me think that you have a paper account now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's making a, a and so even right And let's say it is real. Let's say the, the whatever he did, a thousand to a million is real. It ain't from trading. What he's doing is he's just know. pumping money from that monthly, that monthly revenue, subscription revenue, and now his account's worth a million bucks. Like, uh, and then to top it off, he says, "Oh, get twenty uh, percent off sale, or something oh, yeah. like that. <laughs> get the course while you can, twenty percent off." Yeah. Unbelievable. The same course where he doesn't even understand where a stock opened on the candle and yep. closed on the candle. You're gonna Literally learn a no ton idea. from that course. He doesn't even know what a doji is. I'm about to go play roulette. Yeah. Honestly, one of the biggest idiots I've seen. Oh, yeah. By far. Oh, yeah. By far. I don't understand how people even have testimonials on a course like that. You didn't learn well, it. Well, I, I don't think it's real. I yeah. think it has to be his friend yeah. or even himself, you know, that made Making a little these. fake an account. Yeah. 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 This is what you should do for me, so and so. I'll take a screenshot. That's the play. I'll give you twenty dollars. He'll do it himself. You know, I'll just make a fake account. Say mm-hmm. this and that, and uh... unbelievable. <laughs> Speechless, man. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But I, I wanted to go over that because that's really, really bad. Plus, we haven't bashed for twenty in a while, and it's always fun to do that. It's just so a doubling it down, man. If you didn't double down, you wouldn't, you know. Yeah. But... The fact that he's not that I'm aware of. So what are you aware of exactly? I don't think it's aware of anything. <laughs> I don't think it's aware of anything, to like, be honest. You don't know how candles work. You don't know what a paper trading account is. I'm starting to think you actually don't even trade. Scammers got a scam, man. 
Cause you know what I'm now I'm I'm really starting to think that his P and L screenshots are literally like a photoshopped canvas, and he's just you know tweaker tinkering with it every day. Because Probably. there's no way you even know how to paper trade, not even knowing what a paper trading account is and what it looks like. It's good at scamming. Somehow he gets people to. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Because think about it. Like if you don't even know how candle works. How are you able to paper trade even big numbers? How? You don't even know if a green candle is supposed to go up after or down. So, how do you know? Yeah. You can't tell me any... <laughs> I don't use candles on my strategy. Well, what do you use? What do you use? My intuition. It's I'm... not flow because, again, you're trading stocks like ADBO. What yeah. is that? Things that no one's ever heard of. So you're not using flow. You're not using candles. And honestly, and to trade without using charts is actually a lot more harder than exactly. using charts. Honestly, yep. that's like high level stuff right there. To Very. be honest, that's like the top traders in my that's, opinion. Again, that's the ones where I'm talking about. That they just guys selling is buying. Yeah, and buying exactly. And those are like the those, top. Those top guys traders. are like untouchable. To be honest, exactly. yeah, they are. They are yeah. essentially what moves the market. Yeah. Yep. They are the people who are there to. Yeah. Yeah. That is God tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, like that. that guy is not part of that group. No, that guy is working at a freaking hedge fund that manages like $500 billion a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, this guy is... I don't know where. We already discussed this a, a while verified ago. Verified scammer. But like yeah, yeah. these gurus go. aren't placing the orders that you guys think they're placing. Verified scammer. They're not placing what you guys think. Yeah. They're just not. They're just not. So... If you want to continue, look, if you want to use your money on them, that's just your money. But these guys are a joke. Yeah. What can a you joke? do at this point? You know? <laughs> what can you really do? It's so sad. It really is. There's like that. It's like this idea of, of those who can't do teach kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, these guys have probably never traded, like, profitably ever. Yeah. Ever. They probably, like, tried once, realized that it was a lot harder than what they thought it was going to be. So what do you do? You sell a course on what you know. Yeah. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because they're not making money trading. You you can't not know what candles are and make money on trading. Nah, the only other way to trade is much, much harder and... You don't do that, so if they don't, if they don't, don't even know how to set up a paper account or know the difference between the two, I doubt they know how to. Then you have other idiots who are like, "Well, I don't trade flow. I just trade what I feel." (laughs) It's like what? How does that even make sense? That's the real guru. Well, what they want to add is the people that that are legit or actually are trading. If you notice, ninety percent of them have almost the same strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You think about it. Yep. Or they're trading the same stock sector. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Not necessarily the same exact stock, but that mm-hmm. sector. Yeah. yeah. And that's when you can tell, like, oh, well, obviously these guys are actual traders. At least they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Unlike these other gurus that claim million-dollar profit in, like, two months and all have that's different true, exact different strategies no one has ever heard of. Yep. And Very looking at stocks that no, no one has heard, heard of. of. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's really true. So, all the good traders, somehow or another... End up looking at the same stocks, yeah. mm-hmm. or we have the like a lot of like traders that we know have similar strategies as us, or use same indicators as us, yeah, because it works exactly, yeah, exactly. And for the reason these 
millionaire gurus, like you said, are using strategies that so, so no one's ever heard of. Or strategies that they came up and developed yeah, themselves. Yeah, they, they came yeah. up with, they had an epiphany yeah, that yeah. somehow... And then you know. you know what I love about all these same gurus is that they love to make calls on the market. Okay. And, well, that too, but just they love to make calls on the market and then like flip-flop very, very quickly. Yep. You know, like there will be some people who are short all of a sudden mm-hmm. and the next morning they'll just flip flop oh guys I told you it would be a great you know like I yeah. campaigning hard for yeah, like, they'll just delete I don't know if they just delete or what happened but again they'll be really short and then all of a sudden they're really long you know what I mean that's where market psychology takes into effect mm-hmm. that all these in my opinion retail dummies or dumb money or whoever thinks to, the most obvious thing at this point would seem to be that we short here right mm-hmm. because we're near resistance um, we can't break all-time highs, low volume, mm-hmm. the VIX is out of support. So the relatively easy thing to say is that we're just going to go down from here. Yeah. People start shorting, right? Yeah. So because everyone thinks that, most likely the other thing is going to happen. Yeah. That it'll make it so easy for big institutional funds, big traders, the big the big timers to come in and everyone who's short, yeah. get out of here. While they think it's coming down, they're actually buying. Exactly. You know, the they're, next just, day you they're just yeah. accumulating all the top, and then when it's time, it'll pop, and here mm-hmm. we go, new all-time high. Yep. Another new all-time high, another new all-time high. Everyone who's short, waiting, 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 mm-hmm. never gets there. And then by the time they're ready to get in, take it, we're done. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happens. Exactly what happens. So that it's it's not saying like you always go opposite of the trend. We're nah. not saying that. Nope, but the, but we're un- the thing is that it's the better trend, to follow the trend than go against it. But Take, go. At the right time. At the right time. At the right time. The thing is that the trend right now is up, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, psychology. but because we're at the very top and we can't break, the easy thing for either a newbie or someone who's on TA mm-hmm. to just say, oh, well, we're at the top and we can't break. So it's time to go it's down. Time to go short. Yeah. You know what I mean? By my puts. That's the easy thing rather than to look forward and say, there's going to be a breakout. So and so is going to happen, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? Same thing. Everything is lining up. The VIX is at a low. Again. It seems like, like for like a rest period, yeah. Exactly for a pullback, mm-hmm. you know, that would be the easy thing to do. But as we said, I mean, it's not. It's not always black and white, like yeah, that. yeah. And people will, people love to take advantage of others. For example, big time traders. If if I'm so and so, big time trader A, and you're so and so, both is a big time trader B, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that you're short beyond. But I think I could get you out of there. I'm gonna buy everything up until you can't take it. Yep. Why do you think people don't want to know what you're in? Hmm. Oh, Warren Buffett's in this. Oh, let me now. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how it works. So if I know that so and so is in this, I'm in that. Oh, I get you out of there real quick. Yep. Let me take my entire line. Yeah. You know, let me take all the money I have, and I'm gonna get you out of there. And, and I'll take also, everyone with yeah. me. I'll take everyone with yeah. me. That's and also why it feels like you're getting stopped out purposely yeah on some of your trades it's because you are they know <laughs> you don't you don't think they know that oh uh bochi stop is right here yeah cool. let me sell to that and pick it back up exactly and that's what, why. what do they say yeah, your stop them. loss is, is touched 80 percent of the time or whatever it's because they know it's not that hard yeah. you think we're the only ones who say oh well this is a nice round number yeah um, this will be my stop yep that's why, right? And they'll even trick you. They'll know that some of the smart retail traders do actually put it below a little bit. Yep. And, and still they'll say, get you out. yep, they'll say, so we know that the idiots are going to do this 
you know, 59 whole number. Yep. Well, some of the smart ones are going to do 58, 93, 58, 92. Yep. We're going to get those guys out of there too. Yep. They, they know this stuff, guys. They exactly. know. So when you feel like you're getting stopped out on purpose, it seems like, yes, it's because they know. Mm-hmm. You think, again, if I am the big time trader A and I know Bochy's is in a certain stock and I know I can take my whole 100,000 line and get you out of there in a day, yep. guess what? You lose, you lose 10 mil, I make 50, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, because I know you're there. Yeah. I know you're waiting for that. I know you can't take a $20 million loss. So let me let me take all this, yeah. right? Then let me get all the people who are in, who are looking at me to also get you out, and it just creates a you know an effect. Yeah. Again. That's, yeah. It, yeah. There's a reason why these top traders are the top the traders, right? Mm-hmm. The market, yeah, mar- whatever you want to call them. That's they, why it's called that. That's why they're called, they, they make know, the market. They know what's going on, yeah. right? The big institutions, they are institutions, and they are big hedge funds for a reason. That's Wait, why they, preach, they are ahead yeah. of the game by far. Traders trade against each other. We're just mm-hmm. little fishies in their pool. And that's why we preach being able to sort of not necessarily follow them, but you want to be on their side. Yeah. So you don't want to fight them. You're not going to outs- you're not outsmarting anybody. I don't care what your strategy is. Nope. You're just not. We aren't. No. So that's why you always want to sort of think how they're thinking. Exactly. That's why, you know, on these gap ups, you don't just buy right immediately. Wait for that. Come on. You want to, because what would they do? They don't buy into waves. They mm-hmm. wait for it to come down. Yep. That's what you need to be doing. All right, come back. Come back a little bit. Come back. Yep. All the suckers are out. I'm in. There same, you go. Same reason why a stock that moves so well, I'm going to just put FSOI as an example. Mm-hmm. FSOI went up for I don't know how long. I mean, it was bought up so much, right? Then all of a sudden, huge dip. Mm-hmm. And what happened right bought away? Back bought back up. Yep. That is all on purpose. Yeah. That is like that is just what happens. Mm-hmm. And you can literally read if you see that, you know what's gonna happen. Even better example, a more known stock. Square. Square, same thing. Gapped up to what, one fifty eight ish? One fifty eight. Yep. But where is it at now? It touched what? One thirty eight? It hit like one thirty five, I at think. At some point. One thirty five, one thirty three. Like at one forty. Yeah. Forty two. Because institutions aren't buying it at 150. Why would they buy it there? Yeah. Why? They'll wait for a little comeback. Yeah. Which now it seems like they're starting to buy it. Yeah. I, now it does. Yeah. yeah. But see, again, that's where market psychology comes into effect. Mm-hmm. You got to think how they think. Yeah. Not how we think. Because the again, more not you, how treat, you think. The more you treat the stock market like it isn't the stock market, the better you'll do. Treat it like a grocery yeah. store. Treat it like poker. Because yeah, there why, you go. are you going to go to the grocery I, store right after they've already bumped up all the prices 50%? I, I agree with that, with the poker part. Or even that, the, both analogies are good. But I agree with the poker part a lot. Is go that you're playing against other people. Mm-hmm. That is what you're doing. Is that you are playing against others. You have to know what they're thinking, how you're thinking. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it's just psychology. Yeah, I know we love to talk about TN and snap, but it's a lot of it's psychology. And when you can figure out how others are thinking, mm-hmm. you can yourself figure out especially what especially how other newbies are thinking. For, yeah, exactly. if you're thinking, okay, like newbies. Kodak. Remember you said Kodak. I remember what she was like. We should have took Kodak short when you said it. Yeah, and that's exactly what we should have done. Same thing with Nicola. Mm-hmm. We said like, because I know we we have some people kept telling us we had some people in the chat keep you know we like. Like, Chill, guys. Like, leave it alone, man. You'll see. Uh, you'll see in a little bit. Yeah, we lo- we missed the move already. Yeah, we uh, we also we missed it. We let it go. Mm-hmm. If certain yeah, things happen, time. if certain things happen, then we'll look at it again. Yeah. But for now, it's just let it go. 
and we ended up not even touching it. Never. I've never traded it. Me neither. Me neither. I don't, I've never traded if it. If I was, I was going to trade it short, to be honest. Yeah. And at that same time, we are just chill, guys. Let's see what happens, and what did it do? Failed. Absolutely Straight failed. So. so, again, when, once you figure those things out, I think you became you yourself become a much be- much better trader. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Think, but, if you if you find yourself, okay, what would newbies do here? Oh, shit, I was thinking that, too. Yeah. You know to switch your opinion. Yeah. Or you what, don't want to be where they're at. What are institutions doing here? What are the big-time yeah. traders? Mm-hmm. What's happening in New York? What's happening in Chicago right now? So on and so forth. Yeah. You figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't underestimate your supports and resistances either. Yeah. And that's why we stress the importance of the community because, you know, we're all, we all have such a broad depth of experience and we're trying to prevent those noobs from mm-hmm. doing the same stuff that, you know, we've seen or encountered ourselves, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I said, the, the more we could, you know, lessen the learning curve, the better it is because we know mm-hmm. how, you know, how that is. Yes. Yeah. All right, you guys. So I think that's a good discussion. We wrapped it up. We touched on a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we should start getting into these weekly predictions. Um, we talked about the earnings preview. We have Target, HD, and we have some good ones. Got yeah. pretty decent ones every um, single day. Yeah, they're not so bad. I don't know what yeah. you guys' favorite. For me, it'd be Target. I don't have one. None. <laughs> I don't I have a favorite. favorite Bobby John. watching Baba. Not okay. even Nvidia. No, it's no. it's. I don't want. I mean, it's too expensive it, this week. It is expensive. It's it looks priced so much. In, but yeah. what what I'll, I'll be watching the chips as a whole. Maybe get like a sympathy play from somewhere. But, AMD or gotcha. something. Yeah, I don't. I don't Mine be like QWCA. What is okay. that? <laughs> okay. Say I will got. say um, Target trades nice when the volume's On there. earnings, Target yeah. hasn't disappointed the last three times. Two well. years, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but it is an all-time high. I've never seen that all-time high nah. during earnings. from yeah. the, when I, again, Oh, what was the one I brought up earlier? Auto, advanced, advanced Auto, auto Parts. Advanced Daily looks good. It never has any volume, awesome so I won't trade territory. it if there's no volume. But if they get volume from their earnings report, I'll be looking at them too. Okay. My, my favorite is PDD. PD. Oh, they report this week. Yeah. Pin Duo Duo? Yeah. yeah. All right. That's a good one. That's another solid I like that one. one. But is PDD a Chinese company too? What? Is PDD a Chinese company too? I don't think so. No. Brazilian. Oh, Brazilian, Brazilian, Brazilian. Yeah. yeah. Just JD and Baba. And then obviously there's Walmart, NVIDIA, Baba, JD. I think HD and Low and SC I really like, but my favorite is for sure Walmart and Target. Yeah, I like Target. Yeah, I, like Target. I love Target. That's usually a good one. And definitely we'll watch NVIDIA to see how that affects the whole chip sector. Tesla, we'll see if we can get an all-time high. Yeah. I'll um, see. Perfect. So that's your favorite for the week? Heading into the week? Tesla? Yeah. Like, the non-earnings related. Um, yeah. I mean, Tesla, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> There's but not yeah. a lot of choices right now, to be honest, Absolutely. guys. Uh, I, I probably, yeah. I, I want to see what Tesla does. I'll tell you what. The longer it takes, the, the more and more bearish I'll get. Yeah. But I think I we'll so. see something, something. from them. I think week. so. Yeah. I think so. For me, it'll be probably FedEx and UPS. Those things continue to just move super, Yeah, super I like strong. FedEx. I like FedEx. Like, those things keep making new highs. Even while the whole market's kind of, you know, not doing too much, these things continue to, you know, do well. So I'm going to keep watching those. Mm-hmm. John? Non-earnings related. I don't see. Don't really Nothing. have any favorites. Hold I'm going to be biased. I'm going to say Disney. Disney? That's mm-hmm. a good one. Still holding 130. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. holding 130. That one looks good. All right, boys. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone? No. No? Yeah. All right. Let's start closing up shop. So, this week will be, what is it? Episode, episode 20. 20. Yep. Everyone gets a Tesla. <laughs> um, thank you guys for your continued support. Please leave a review on the Apple Podcast. Check out our socials, IG, Twitter, Facebook, Ultra Instinct Trading. Follow us on Twitter for free trade callouts from us daily. That is very true. We give a lot of good ones on there. 
I mean, this we have updated charts so you guys can see the. Yeah, you see our performance. I mean, we yeah. called out Lulu at 300. It's 350. Like 350. <laughs> oh, hit 350. Friday. Uh, we called out uh, Nvidia at 399 to be exact. It's at like 460 right now. Yeah. Even Qcom called um, like 95. Qcom yeah. called 95. Square. Square. Oh god. AMD was, was like at 50 something. AMD was at 55, 56 when we called it out. Um, <laughs> I can keep, I can literally go through the entire list right now. Just look at our Twitter. Well, you'll see. Wor- uh, Wayfair. Wayfair. Yeah, Another Wayfair, one. Big one. Yeah. Again, yeah. we can literally go through the entire list. It is so. Even Nvidia. Not, not to say it's 100. percent but we've had a bunch of good ones. It's definitely over eighty percent. Easily, yeah. easily. Um, I think most of our stocks that we called that would have been. Yeah, yeah, and that's again. That's and guess what? Ultra they picks are of the week. R E E. Yeah, free. Free. Again. All you have to do is follow. That's yeah. it. That's all I got to do. Maybe even throw on the notifications if you want to get them right when they come out. Yeah, I recommend it. that for sure. That's all it. Right, so, um, more content will be coming to our YouTube this. W- so this week's podcast will not be on YouTube. I'm working on a few things. Some. Updates to this are coming. We're going to try to make this experience better. Some exciting um, things. Some exciting things for sure. Um, so we will be taking a break from the video cast of the YouTube, or yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. But we will definitely be back at it very, very soon. Um, we know you'll know. Um, exciting things for sure. Yeah. Um, we also have more content in general, like trade recaps. Yeah. Um, we talked about reaction videos. Um, these are things that we will be working on. Any any ideas you want us to, or things you guys would like for us to, to even do yeah. or what you guys like to see or us talk about? We will definitely do that. We'll do anything. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm not buying anything. Stock related. Yeah, yeah. Stock There you go. Stock related. <laughs> what you said? I'll do anything. <laughs> Chill. All right. So definitely more things coming. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, hit that notification button. Um, we do have an update to our pricing that we said in a couple in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, take advantage. Um, take is it, advantage. The question you have to ask is, is it worth $75? Yeah, I think we definitely provide a lot of value around this yeah. price point. Um, we do a lot compared to other services. As, we, as we've talked about, a bunch of fake gurus and people who just, again, do you want to trade VCX <laughs> or you want to trade Square on the break? Yeah, you know what Square, I mean? so, Apple, like yeah, big names. Yeah. And things that we're actually trading and yeah. then we post that we traded it. I mean, <laughs> big difference. But um, take advantage of that. And probably a lot cheaper. So. Definitely. And um, go ahead and join the Ultra Army at ultraacentrating.com. Um, hit us on DMs for on IG. Any questions, email us. Again, we're here to we're here to help. We're here to listen. This is Marlo signing out. Trade Team. safe. Peace. Yeah, trade safe. Guys. Until next week. <laughs>